News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman in association with Air on News Talk. We need urgent action on public transport in Ireland, not more reports. That's the view of writer and campaigner Emma D'Souza, who joins us now. Emma, you wrote in the Irish Times that Ireland is a disconnected island due to our public transport system. Uh, what prompted you to write this? Good morning, Shane. And yes, I did. And I suppose what prompted me to write it is I myself live in Fermanagh, which is is very rural. And I regularly commute by public transport to Dublin. And I would describe that uh, experience as a hellscape in terms of trying to commute by public transport from Fermanagh to Dublin. And this is not an issue that is unique to Fermanagh. It is something that is experienced across rural areas, across our shared island. And, you know, the government talks about our shared island quite a bit. But when it comes to infrastructure in terms of public transport provision, rail infrastructure, there really is a disconnect across this island. I mean, there can be no crueler an image to look at for those of us who are residents in Fermanagh or Cavan or Donegal or Monaghan or Tyrone whenever you look at the rail infrastructure that once was in the 1920s and the fact that we still have entire counties that are systemically cut off from any kind of rail infrastructure and entire communities that are serviced by just one bus a week. Yeah, uh, and the, but the argument will be, uh, uh, Emma, is that, yes, it would be lovely to have rail services to all uh, these places, but unfortunately, because of the population densities we have in this country, um, and we have a very thinly dispersed population, that it just, there's no case for, for doing so. We're not like the Netherlands, you know, which have very dense populations where you can justify that kind of infrastructure. Like we've seen on the Western Rail Corridor, the numbers using it are very small, despite what the campaigners will say. Well, I think what we need to do here is be a little bit more imaginative and a little bit more ambitious because the, you know, there is a stubbornness and a reluctance towards investing in rural areas and cost and population size are being cited as the most prohibitive factors. But the reality is if there was more buses, so more frequent buses, green buses, if there was more rail infrastructure, then these areas would be more accessible. And that would increase tourism to rural communities and it would increase the ability of people to be able to commute from areas outside of Dublin. This in turn would have a knock-on effect in terms of increasing our economic corridors, decreasing our emissions, easing congestion and housing pressures, and it would also revitalise rural communities. So yes, the population in these areas might be you know, smaller at the moment, but if there was better infrastructure, then there'd be more people out there. Now, the government would say they are going to invest 57 million in local link transport uh, services. I mean, that's a pretty big investment, is it not? Well, the local link investment, if you actually look what the government has been doing and you look at the increase in usage of that service, there hasn't been a like-for-like increase in the funding. So it's often actually underfunded. If you look at how many people have increased use of that service, the government is not matching that with the funding. So I would argue actually that the government is not being ambitious enough in investing in local link and could do more. You know, I recognize that, of course, we can't get trains overnight, but there is an immediate need to actually increase the provision of buses to rural communities because, as I say, there are actual communities that have one bus per week. Like, how can that be acceptable in 2022? So there is a need to really look at how to increase those services. If the demand is there, would a private company not provide that bus service? Well, I think that the government really needs to take responsibility for providing these services and investing in state services. And I think that if you look at what's coming ahead now with the budget, 
there is a moment for the government to, you know, try to prioritize rural communities and also prioritize cross-border travel as well. And we're not seeing that come through in the budget last year. So I'm really hoping that the government is going to be a bit more ambitious and look at what actually needs to be done to help revitalize rural communities, because these areas are completely cut off and, you know, it's having a very negative impact on rural communities. I do have to put it to you, though, ambitious. Emma, that I, I do have to put it to you that the reality is a lot of the time when public ser- transport services are, are uh, provided for areas with low population density, they're not used and the people actually prefer to take their car instead. Well, I would say, Shane, I would, I would put that to you, Shane, that actually part of the reason why there might be, not, might not be people using it is because the service is actually not accessible for many people. And we need to think about how the routes are actually lined up as well in terms of where they're picking people up. Are they getting people to where they need to go to? So there does need to be a creative look at how to improve the infrastructure and bus services in these areas. And it's also worth noting, too, that because of a lack of public transport, people who live in rural areas that don't have the kind of bus provision or rail networks that they do have in the cities are also struggling with poverty because they have to rely on their cars. This is having a negative impact in terms of the rise of cost of living, in terms of the fuel prices. And if you look at the government, they brought forward a provision there around reducing fares by 20%. And, you know, that's great. But what about Germany? They brought it in at 90%. So the government really can do a lot more to try and tackle the cost of living when it comes to the price of fares. And with that 20% discount, that didn't apply to cross-border travel. So there is more that needs to be done. Okay, writer and campaigner uh, Emma D'Souza, thank you indeed for talking to News Talk Breakfast this morning. Let us know your views. Do you agree with Emma? 5206 at a cost of 30 cent. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.